Hello and welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. My name is Basil, ex-general to the Assassinations Corps in charge of doing away with corrupt world leaders strictly in the shadows. It's a really strict policy, like if we were in a well-lit room and there were no shadows, we'd have to walk our target to a shady area, like under a tree or something, and then we can perform our assassination. But it's all for the good of mankind. For new listeners, we are a organization of ninjas, samurais, your local karate school instructors, who have banded together to rid the world of evil. And as a creative outlet, we've began a podcast. Our hosts, Alex Khan and Akonsi, are honorary shadows who come to our secret chamber to record their martial arts, movies, and other media review podcasts. Nikansi was in Japan at the recording of this episode, so we get the pleasure of listening to the dynamic between Alex and Khan. Two-thirds of the force, but just as powerful. Today, they reviewed the Netflix movie Polar, where many of its scenes can also be searched on Pornhub or whatever site you have saved in your alone time bookmarks. Awkward sex scenes aside, the boys really seem to enjoy this film. Let's see what they have to say. Enjoy! Jaime, where's the clipboard? Dang it, Alex is Alex is Alex is done. He's gonna die. Jaime. Oh, oh. All right, here we go. Ta- that was it. tactical. Whoa. All right, I got it. Whoa. Did Jaime put in a new trap? <laughs> he did. <laughs> he definitely put in another fucking booby trap. I'm tired of it, Jaime. You never know who's going to try to come into the uh, recording studio, so I have to make sure I keep it protected for you guys. Yeah, but it doesn't help if I'm falling into it. If I'm falling into it, I'm really out of breath. I I know. That was tactical as fuck. I like almost... That was well played. Dude, I almost fell right on the spike bamboo. Yeah, but I felt like I was... You've you've seen the gif of Keanu Reeves training for John Wick, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's smooth. You think That's, so? That was almost as smooth. I don't have, I don't have an eyebrow I anymore. Think, I think, I think it's because it wasn't so basketball. If it was more basketball related, it would have been that like that Keanu Reeves level of smooth. You think so? Yeah, because I trust your foot. I man, thank you so much, dude. I work on it like every day. Yeah. Every day. I'm like in the studio, like in the mirror, just like watching, like. Every day I'm in the studio. Okay. Well. uh... I, I I would put a mark on it next time so that you know. Well, I mean, Jaime, it's just because it's just because we're still. It's only February. It's just February. We're in the middle of disarming so many traps. Still. Yeah. Like February is a fun month. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about what theme I like to go for. Uh, February. February has a very like a uh, Chinese aesthetic. Again, I put in the bamboo spike, uh, pit. 
mm-hmm. uh, that Alex fell through and uh, what was lining it. See, this is why I'm confused that Alex didn't see it. Bamboo leaves. You know, I think kind it's of just, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, Jaime, but I think it's because Alex and Patty were recording the other uh, podcast. So he wasn't in the same mind frame. That's for, right. Yeah, he wasn't in the same mind frame for Hidden Shadows. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? And he actually did see the first trap, uh, which was from January. And January was more of a, um, a Russian ice tundra. Yeah, and uh, and for the for Theme. the hidden shadow holidays, mm-hmm. you know, deadly traps and everything. Uh, this is I forget the name. Oh, you mean uh, ambush nights? Yeah, uh, that's that's why I was. My brain was like, it, we we had a cool name for it, but I haven't remembered really cool names in a while. I mean, it's a tradition for thousands of years. I don't know how you didn't. It says all this Christmas. Yes, but. I'm such a freshly new shadow. Yeah. That's why that's, a good that's point. the thing. We kind of skipped certain aspects of the shadow training process, like thousands upon thousands of years of in a holiday being ingrained in my system. Like, you can look at my calendar now. It has ambush nights listed. I saw that. Yeah, you yeah. got the hidden shadows calendar and yeah. you are going to be ready it's for re- all the, the. It's really hard because, like, I understand the aesthetic, but also we had some of it written on a black page in white ink. Yeah. Some of them were white ink, white pages with black ink. And so my brain still having trouble like is is, is this February? Yeah, that one that one kind of took me a while too. Um it it took me a while. Sometimes I would see little black spots because I was going back and forth. Mm-hmm. As you know, all the in the books, all the pages are black and white, and then white and black. Like yeah. they flip every page, so you can yeah. kind of get yourself used to it, like acclimated. Mm-hmm. But it, it takes a while. Don't yeah. feel bad. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so January. That's what I did for. And Alex saw the uh, the 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 fox uh, room. Fox okay, room. the yeah. snow fox room. Yes. And yeah. he almost went into it. I saw it. I was like, I, I, I'm just going to let him figure it out. I don't like to micromanage. No, you, I mean, you know? but, but there's a certain level of micromanaging mm-hmm. that you don't cross. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I when like, Jaime, please. Yes. You do micromanage. Otherwise, how would we how else would we get all the clipboards taken you know, care of? Basel told me that I need to work on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think that's why I put my faith into Alex and I thought that he was going to be able to sidestep the bamboo to be pit. fair he yeah. probably with the like I said he got sidetracked the name of our new podcast oh ah, that's a good one thank you thank you Harry. yeah, yeah he, he got sidetracked by sidetracked and so the snow fox he was just so excited for the snow fox but then he remembered that you probably set him up for it so he tried you know that's how he sidestepped it this one was he was sidetracked by sidetracked. I did that three times now, I think. That he did? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we met our quota for yeah, the day. I think so. Uh-huh. Uh, and and so he didn't notice. To be fair, you are a master of camouflage. That's that what was, I do. The bamboo was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, he's okay. He is okay. But, of course, that set off a whole chain of other traps laid by other shadows. I don't know how many he set off. But, of, again, showing, showing to Alex's prowess... He's alive. 
Yeah, you know, and and again, that's because he works on his footwork. Uh, speaking of Alex, did he go to go get a sandwich or? He what? had. To, I I thought he was making sure that he wasn't bleeding everywhere because some of those were pretty close calls, and he was just so flustered that he set the paper down. Okay, uh, I got, then, I got a couple clipboards to go finish up on, and I have to set up the bamboo leaves again for a different for a different shadow for different. Yeah, obviously not. Maybe they, Nikon, maybe he'll stay there for Nakansi. Oh yeah. yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Soon. He's probably gonna have like a lot of. But he might have new secret techniques because he's been traveling in the in Japan. So. Oh, I wonder if he stopped by at the uh, the secret secret chamber over there. Yeah, that might. Yeah. There are many secret chambers, much like how there are many, many shadows, and many secret chambers, and many clipboards that I have to get back to. It's been a thank, blast. Thank you, my friend. Thank All you. Right, Okay, so uh, no, no, I, I got a little nick on my elbow. It's like really thin, like it stings, like that shit. What kind of stinging? Like like a lip <sighs> burn kind of sting, but on your elbow, or like a deep burn sting? Kind of like a paper cut sting. Like then it's, it's probably it probably is just a paper cut. It's pretty. You think so? Because if, if, if it was, it, it's not changing color. Yeah. So I think it's fine. Okay. If it was, if it was doing something weird. Okay, Maybe I'll have, have made, like honestly after after the show you should probably ask Jaime to make sure he didn't poison all of them. Yeah. But okay. Also, you set off a bunch of traps back there. I'm not 100% sure which ones were Jaime's. I like, might have set off the panda bear uh uh trap. There's a earlier. lot of there's a lot of different shadows who I mean, this is part of shadow culture is to set up pranks. I dropped my guard. I, I thought I was good after ambush nights, and that's my bad, and I need to keep myself. Well, to be fair, ambush nights is the Christmas like holiday, essentially, and we're going into February. Month of month love. Of, love. The month of love and friendship. Yep. So, so, I mean, how else do shadows show camaraderie than pranks? Setting yeah. up traps and... Yeah. All right, I'll be on guard. I'll ask Medic Shot out to check out to see if this. It might be a paper cut. Anyways, it might it might be a, it's not changing color yet. Yeah, I'll I'll let you guys know. I'll I'll see at the end of the pod. Um, let's let's jump into it, mi amigo. Uh, my name is Alex. I am your wee boy posing as a functioning member of society. He's got good footwork too, so don't just don't just you know let him pass you by. Oh, don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on him. He gonna cross you up. Damn. And who you be? I am the gaming guru with a slightly grumbly stomach. I don't know if it's being picked up on the microphone or not. People can hear your hunger. I'm always hungry. <laughs> My name is Khan or Cookie Ninja Carve. Yum. Or just you know. The Gaiman Guru. The Gaiman Guru. Um, today, we had... Well, we have no super buff, super shy, strong boy because Nikansi is actually out in Japan. Miss you, bro. With uh, Nick of the Nick Knack Show. Yeah. Also, also an honorary uh, shadow member by this time. Yeah, I think I think they're going to... Um, like, w- What's the expression? Christen him? I don't know. That would be a Christmas thing. What's our shadow thing, though? 
I feel like they you have either, to prank him in. They prank him. <laughs> they either prank him in or they jump him in. I don't know. No, see, because I think jumping him in would be too too uh, American shadow. That would be if he was like becoming a cholo shadow. But like this is, I, I see. This is what I mean. But if we prank him in and the prank is too strong, he'll die. But I, he I is, don't know. Nick is, is, is a, yeah. Nick is a Nick is a mastermind. He's a little sly. He's like a he's like a sly ferret. You know, I feel like he could wriggle his way out of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but both of those guys are out in Japan, and we uh, got to choose a movie. Khan, you actually got to choose a movie this time. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie was a Netflix. Was it a Netflix it original? A, I believe it was a Netflix original. And I say that even though we just watched it because uh, I actually had just heard about it just before it came up on Netflix. Because uh, I, I was looking into just more movies and graphic novels and stuff that were being made in movies. Um, just you know, other pop culture stuff that were being made into films, and stumbled upon Polar, and I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet. I've seen a couple of stills, and yeah. I was just immediately excited. Then I heard that, that they were having uh, that the movie was coming out. And yeah, I happened to be watching Star Trek Enterprise when uh, it got released on Netflix. <laughs> so it's a. Uh... It's uh, web based on a web comic, right? Turned to a graphic novel from yes. Victor Santos, and um, he's done quite a few other works. Yeah, and this and I mean, oh, what other works has he done? <laughs> Pulling in the concy right now. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. I'll, let, let me get onto it. That's why they call me the intern shadow. So let me jump on that. Uh, it was a fire. <laughs> there was a firefight. I had to get a couple of those in. Ah, uh, do you want me to name that reference or? No, it's okay. It's okay. I think I'm sure some people know. Um, but this was, uh, yeah, Victor Santos. Okay, so let's see some of the things that he's made. Um, just for like maybe reference that you guys might know because I, I honestly I don't know any of these uh, he made do you know any of these works okay so Los Ratones Templarios mm. am I looking at the right Victor Santos right oh, now oh the Rats Templar yeah yeah oh. that's that's something that I've seen uh, um, yeah the Mice Templar Infinity uh, uh, that's, Outrage. That's what I really recognized him right away from was Godzilla Kingdom of Monsters. Oh, nice. So so these are books that he has written, right? Or yeah. or he's written scripts. Uh, he's done work on them as well as uh, probably probably written them. I mean, most... most. Hold on, I think we have Snow Shadow trying to get into the house. Not Snow Shadow, Sock Shadow. Sock Shadow, oh my god. There's a difference here. You're right, they look very similar. Um, Yeah, Victor Santos, he's, he's a Victor good guy. Victor Santos, uh, I mean, like, he's pretty fresh 
in terms of uh he's maybe not as normal of a household name for most for a lot of people ourselves included no not but, really thank you Jaime um but his work is really interesting I really like a lot of it and I want to read reading is good reading is good for you but okay before we get too deep into the movie again the movie is called polar from Netflix I think I want to uh I don't know <laughs> maybe Tap on those brakes. Maybe put on my right turn signal. I don't know this driving thing. I'm gonna. I can't read either. Turn off my car. <laughs> I'm gonna close the door and I'm gonna step out onto the sidewalk and go to my favorite corner. That's right. That's Con's game corner. What we got going on today? Oh man, there's a lot of crazy things. You know how I'm always talking about crazy things. I'm always talking about crazy oh, things. Oh, I'm so Dragon excited. Ball Fighter Z. Yes. Has their second season pass. Ooh. And that's a pretty good deal. I know a lot of people uh, are really, really, really annoyed with the idea of DLC and season passes in general. That said, $26 gets you guaranteed six characters, maybe more, but guaranteed six characters. Uh, if not, if you buy them individually, you're looking at six bucks a piece instead. So mathematically, six times six is 36. You save money. Oh, do we know any of these uh, potential Jiren characters? Oh, shit. And Videl. <gasps> uh, I have not actually had a chance to play as either of them, but I believe Videl has something to do with calling in Gohan in his kids uh, in his Saiyaman suit. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's fun. That's pretty exciting. Um, by the time this episode goes up, there will still have been, I think, two weeks or three. There's like three weeks in, in February this year. <laughs> right pretty so, much uh by the time this come the this episode comes up there should still be like 14 days of monster hunter world get your game on because you know i love monster hunter and i love monster hunter world yeah you were doing a hunt uh when we when i came in today that's a he, so was just, it a different game no, it was a hunt. It was Monster Hunter World. I was frustrated because <laughs> okay. it was a tempered red pickle. His name is Devil Joe. The H is silent. Devil Joe. Where's the H? In in Joe. J H O. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know you I was like I was like wondering where if you could figure it out and I also were like hmm. Is it is it after the D or before the E? It's always after the D. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Sex. Okay. Um but yeah, so the uh I mean that was red pickle. He's an angry pickle. And there's nothing worse than my, an angry pickle. Shout out to my boy Tyler. Yes. T Sphered. Guru Gumesh. He probably doesn't listen to the podcast. I keep I keep telling him he needs to appreciate my content. Yeah, what the fuck? Tyler. <laughs> if you're listening, Thanks for listening, man. You finally came around finally, and yeah, started I, listening. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna name call him. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, so like next week the episode's gonna come out, and there's a big bit where I talk about you. I love you, bro." Anyway, you're good, man. There's two Tyler's. Okay. This Tyler, who I actually just call Tyler most of the time, and the other Tyler, who I call Crow. Oh, although to be fair, they're both Tyler. That's a cool nickname. I mean, it's his. It's his online gamer tag. It's easier. Yeah, because Tyler is a weeb and doesn't want I, we can't come up with a different name other than T-Sphered. Ty Ty? I'm not feeling it either. Yeah. Monster Hunter. 
You can cut out as much of that as you want, by the way. That was a good rant. Was a yeah, good rant. it was. <laughs> Mike, keep it. Monst- Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. So, Devil Joe? Yes. Red Devil Joe. Red Devil Joe. Yeah. Devil Joe is a really, really cool monster from older Monster Hunter games. And Monster Hunter World has a mechanic called Tempered Monsters and mm. then Arch-Tempered Monsters, where basically they just get more HP, they deal more damage, and they might change their attack pattern a little. Ooh. Basically, hey... Monster Hunter, a game about killing bosses. Hey, make the bosses harder. Hey, make the bosses harder again. Monster Hunter. Uh, I'm sold. Yeah, which leads me into a really, really great game that I love that is part of filling the niche that there are not a lot of Monster Hunter games. It's a very specific genre. Mm. This is game is called Dauntless. Dauntless, okay. It is free to play, although I did back them. $120 for two copies of the game. One of my copies is like, hey, super god status. And the other copy is like, hey, thanks for backing. <laughs> um, but uh, I gave that, I gave one of those copies to Suki. You suck. Yeah, he sucks. And At the game or just for? For not playing with me. Oh, come on, Suki. I also bought a Monster Hunter. Oh, Suki, why are you dying? Are you on Diablo still? It's okay. Yeah. Diablo's cool. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and Dauntless, uh, and the reason I'm bringing it up again, other than the first time I've recommended it on the podcast, which I know I have before, is that it's, again, it's a free-to-play game, and they are making the transition from having their own client to being on the Epic Game Store, mm. which you've been hearing me talk about a lot. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because they're doing they're making big moves and it's really weird people mm. who are against it are calling it monopolization yeah but they don't understand that steam already has the monopoly a lot of people don't seem to understand that steam already has the monopoly on where you put your game out on the internet right um otherwise you have to go through different publishers and stuff there's lots of there's lots of bureaucracies that have to go through doing that but making it so that you can get your content out to other people even we have to do it in the form of well we can get on itunes we can get on spotify now but we still have to have a place that hosts us with which is libsyn right yeah so i mean like which we cut out a lot of that stuff well they have i'm what i'm saying is as far as bureaucracy goes uh uh-huh there's a lot more difficult steps that go through putting your game out there. Yeah. So so why should we not be mad at Epic then? And and for them doing that and for what is it Daunt Dauntlet? Dauntless. Dauntless. Um uh support the game developers and Epic Games is uh, as far as uh it seems are trying to help them get their bigger share of their profits. That's dope, man. That's you know? super dope. I, I hate also, companies that do that bullshit. Like yeah. they they like start off like, yeah, we're a friendly company and we're mm-hmm. we're going to make money together. And then like 3 years they're like giving too many too much money, too much of the pie. You know what? Fuck them, and we're, we're taking all of it, and they can just have the crumbs. But the thing is, is that you can't necessarily uh, just hate Steam for it. Uh, the whole thing that's up for discussion is whether or not Steam is monopolizing things or just providing a platform for us to get uh, content and our products, right, digitally. Uh, and then another big thing that comes around with all this is 
just like I, I guess in another way like look at the PlayStation store is it really a monopoly for them to provide the content that you can get on other platforms through their platform they don't and who knows how much of a cut they get you know what I mean it's hard man it's hard to we're, yeah we're moving away from physical products yeah it's hard to get out there and, and, and get your shit because because everything's everybody expects things to be free or or to be a subscription some people don't know where their money is going to what value they're getting out of their money um and another thing that comes up a lot is like another uh, basically another prime example is uh there are plenty of professors or people out there with degrees who publish their works and yet you'll never hear of a way to get it for free yeah but they're all up there for free Instead, you'll have to go through a publisher and pay $40 for an article that if you just ask the person, they have a website that's up there for free stuff like like that. Okay. Well, uh, Dauntless, that's politics, but Dauntless is is a dope game. Dauntless is a really good game. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter World. uh, Yeah. It's, it's got the Monster Hunter style to it. You know, you're picking up weapons making doper weapons while you are killing things for their parts, bringing it back, get new, get new weapon, get new armor, go back, kill something else stronger or farm more parts. I love it. I love it. I mean, that's a, it's a really simple, uh, really simple loop that a lot of people don't necessarily always agree with because they like a couple extra steps in their loop. Yeah. Right. Like look at how popular Diablo and Borderlands are. Right. The games are the same. You run out there, you kill things, you get loot. Right. But how you do that that's up to that's up to game design, right? Um in in Dauntless and Monster Hunter World, you you get a little more say in it. Is that what no, you're saying? I I was bringing it up because in Dauntless and Monster Hunter World, the way you kill things, get loot, go back, get bigger, get bigger loot is all about the boss fight rather than grinding trash trash mobs tiny things that die quickly right um just kind of yeah yeah kind of what i'm used to Mm -hmm. yeah but it's it's more along the lines of like that boss monster fight that's where you get that good the good good juice of the hunt that good applesauce (laughs) just made a just took a bump face right there uh, vinegar strokes. Shit. <laughs> so another game, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, War Groove just came out. I bought Ooh, it. War Groove. Very. In, it's a very in, pretty indie game. Very indie game. Um, have you ever heard of Advanced Wars? Yeah, I have. That's Is a GBA it? like DS uh, turn-based strategy game. It's really cool. It's really old. Sick. And War Groove is imitating that style um as far as i can i mean i don't have enough information obviously by the time this episode goes up that i mean it's imitating that style it's really colorful really vibrant really cool looking turn-based strategy game if you need some turn-based tactics there's actually the genre is kind of expanding lately i love turn-based especially since more people are understanding that wow tabletop games are just video games Without video. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking to people and interacting Whoa, with humans. Yeah. Like in person. But yeah. 
is this where can I play this? Can I play this on my phone? No, you can oh. play this on the PS4, the Xbone, and Steam. Ooh. I believe it's going to Swatch later. But Fuck I caught yeah. my copy on Steam. Also, Kingdom Hearts 3. I bought a copy for for me and Nikansi and those here at the Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chambers. How could you forget um, Kingdom Hearts 3, bro? You were so stoked no, on it. No, no, I'm not forgetting it. I'm saving the best for last. Uh, okay. And let me tell you that even if you're not a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, this is supposed to be the end of an era. Wow. When you really think about it, right? The first game came out 17 years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so crazy. Almost legal. <laughs> Almost legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think it's safe to say that we are done with the Game Corner. No, we're never done with Game Corner. Game Corner is love. Game Corner is life. And you can catch me at twitch.tv forward slash cookie ninja carve, as well as future content that we'll be making here at Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. That was almost one breath. That was pretty good. Um, thank you so much, Con. Uh, I want to give you guys my uh, recommendation for the week. I've been following uh, this this manga for a few years. It's called Tate no Yusha, which is basically roughly translated Holy to... Holy shit, I saw your glasses flare up. Tate no Yusha. This one is... Uh, it's actually the rising of the shield hero. Now, this it's is... funny that you're talking about this because I was t- we were talking about the anime that came out. Mm-hmm. And I think Nick Knack, we're talking about the anime as well. The the Rising of the Shield Hero? Yeah. Oh, shit. There's an anime for you. You should catch that. Okay. So, in this anime, uh, they, well, they, it, just, it just came out. They just released uh, the uh, four episodes right now. It's on Crunchyroll. And I was so excited when I heard that this got approved for the anime because it was it's it's just a great manga and a great story so let's let's go over the story real quick so it's based off of a gentleman his name is Naofumi Iwatani and he was summoned into a parallel world along with three other people uh, to become the world's heroes each of the heroes were respectively equipped with their own legendary equipment when summoned Nofumi happened to receive the legendary shield, the sole defensive equipment, while the others received weapons capable of attacking. That's right. So, Nofumi basically can only defend. He cannot attack. There's there's portions of this where he tries to grab a sword or a spear, and literally because of his his uh, shield hero status. He gets like electrocuted. He can't. He cannot touch. No, no weapon for you. Uh, they try to split them up into parties, but Nafumi, nobody teams up with him except this one like beautiful girl, right? Okay, there is your typical MMO storyline. But wait, it gets dark. Unfortunately, on his second day, Nofumi was betrayed by this beautiful girl, falsely accused of rape, that's right, and robbed of all his coin and equipments, okay? 
So this is where the story really begins. And this is why I like this anime so much in this story because it's so different from anything I've ever heard. So it's a guy who gets fucked by the world. But he says, fuck you back to the world. And he starts training himself, working with what he's got. And he buys himself a demi-human slave, which is basically like a half-human, half-animal girl. And again, because he has no offensive power, he bought himself this, this little slave girl so that he can train her to become his sword, his offensive portion of the attack. Um... And my favorite part of this anime is the relationship that kind of begins between these two. You kind of see how she at first didn't have faith in him, but he his his true colors kind of come out. His kindness towards her helps her have faith and trust in not only him, but like the rest of the people around him. And like her story is really tragic. Her her family got killed in what are called these these waves and it's basically where like a different dimension opens up in the sky and waves of monsters come through and just start killing and attacking the people of this land and that's what those heroes were summoned for and uh raftalia that's the name of the girl her family got killed and he and Nelfumi said, like, look, yo, I need you to be my sword, not only for me, but also so that you can prevent this from happening to anybody else. It's a really heartwarming story. And um the manga drawing was already really good, but I'm yeah. really happy to say that the fight sequences in the anime are beautiful. Yeah. So dope. Um, go watch it again. It's on Verve, and it's on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll, 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 Crunchyroll. Edit out that, please. Edit out the woo. I'm keeping it. Damn it. It's again. It's called The Rising of the Shield Hero. Great anime. I will say that uh, my one of my favorite memes that's been popping around since more people, uh, honestly. For those of you who listen to us and actually do enjoy our recommendations, thank you so much for your continued support. We Seriously. want you to be our best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely lots of people who don't listen to the podcast who have the same idea as me, and that is the rising of the shield hero does not seem to understand that Captain America doesn't need his goddamn shield. This guy literally can't take his shield off. I know, but you can fight with the shield. He doesn't have the brain capacity. Well, he Too does. Dumb. He he finds. He finds later. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the beginning of it is like, how am I supposed to fight with a shield? It's like when yeah. you give a kid a club, and it's like beat this other kid up. He doesn't ask questions. He knows how to use a stick. Yeah, but he's been conditioned right to think that he needs a sword or a spear or a bow and arrow. He has. So, um, great anime and great characters. It is really funny. And uh, unfortunately, Raftalia is probably the seasonal waifu right now, which is to say, like, 
She's actually a great character. There's lots of great characters. Lots of great waifus. Mm-hmm. But she's going to be here for a season. I'm not familiar and with what a waifu is. A waifu and a husbando. I understand. Yeah. Wife. Japanese for wife. More like weeb for... Weeb, your weeb wife. Weeb for wife. waifu. Waifu. Your husbando. Waifu-chan. Okay, so... Goddamn. That is our recommendations and our before you get into that uh, segment. Today, <laughs> we watched a Netflix movie. Once again, it is called Polar. Let's get into our impressions of this blessed movie. Visually striking movie. Brilliant. Brilliant. Just, it was it was artwork. It was so incredibly well done. And I thought it was really well adapted from what is very minimalistic as a graphic novel. Have you seen some of the stills, finally? I, I haven't, actually. You you were I mean, talking a lot about how they used a lot of black and white and reds in there. And for the, uh, for the graphic novel, yeah. And then um, for the movie, they used a lot of dark. Like, they used a really, really simple palette for a lot of it. And then when they used colors, it was, like, just bright neon vibrant stuff like they really stood out from the rest of the scene so like right. for example in the in the funeral of one of the uh um this oh. is just you, you get what i'm saying with like some of these are just straight up black white red white there's a little blue in that one like these are really simple designs i think we're gonna have to post some of these on the instagram yeah. keep an eye out for that guys uh but yeah what they did is like they they take like for example, like a church with very basic colors, dark, very dark browns, almost blacks and, and, and bright white in the background. And then you got the the flowers set on the uh, the coffin. And that's what stands out the most. It's really aesthetically pleasing. Um, something speaking of aesthetics and things pleasing to the eye, there is a shitload of tit an ass in this movie ass and titties ass, ass and titties 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 and ass titties and ass 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 so like personally like when there's a lot too much of uh itchy in or or pervertedness in in uh in <laughs> i'm not big on it like it's very distracting i'm like yo am i watching a porno or am i watching a fucking movie uh but once you get past it all, this movie is the like the plot is really good. Let's ju- I, I want to jump into the plot a little bit so that people can kind of understand what's going on. I'll give you guys like a basic breakdown of it. This gentleman is like a assassin, right? A trained mm-hmm. killer or hitman. And he is 14 days away from retirement. Lethal weapon much. And what you're seeing as is that the people who work for this organization, for this Hitman organization, are being killed off before they retire because the head of one of the organizations doesn't want to pay their retirement in essence. You know what I mean? So that's what's going on with this gentleman's name. His name is Duncan... Duncan. 
Vizzler, something I think. Vizsla? Oh, don't Duncan Vizsla. Don't you even worry. I got the character. He's looking it up. Uh, also known as like Black Kaiser. Black Kaiser. That's right. Is like his just assassin name, and a, a thing that comes up in some of the interviews with Victor Santos is that, I mean, as far as the character goes, he's really normal. It's, yeah. It's like he didn't. He didn't want this. He didn't really want this to be a superhero film. Even the comic book isn't really a superhero comic book. It's literally a guy for who all intents and purposes, uh, for all intents and purposes is such a weird phrase. <laughs> anyway, the point being that he's just a guy doing his nine to five and his nine to five, including his skill set includes being a very, very high tier assassin. <laughs> I mean, some people, you know, are opening up checking accounts and other people be killing people, all right? Yeah. and Don't I mean, judge people for their work. Like, another example is, uh, and we were saying this throughout the beginning of the film, is that that's part of the draw of the first John Wick film as well. You don't understand that by making the character more normal adds a level of mystery and depth to the character that you can explore. And exploring is kind of more fun than just being told like hey here's this badass character who has a traumatized past and here's his first murder yeah it's i i very much liked the storytelling of this but back to the basic plot again 14 days away from retirement retirement. head of organization doesn't want to pay his retirement so hired other assassins to go out and kill this man and uh, this guy is just trying to avoid being killed and live his cool life. And uh, I, again, I thought it was dope. And I think what I'd like to get into, and I don't know how prepared you are, Con, is a couple of badass moments. Um, for me in particular, I have uh, I have a pretty badass moment here. It's um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of again, we're, we, you mentioned this. There's a lot of buildup to the action scene. <laughs> they do a really good job of like holding your attention, but you called it out. You're like, "Yo, we haven't seen an action scene in a little while," but they 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 tell the story with scenes with very short scenes cutting back and forth from crazy chaos you know with the other hired hitmans and Mm. assassins to duncan vizla's scenes which are by contrast very chill very calm again it's another thing when you think about how a film adapts something as simple as a originally the webcomic that victor santos worked on had no dialogue and then when dark horse picked it up they i guess i either talked with him or didn't talk with him either either way they produced dialogue for the character where again this character is still a mystery even in the dark horse adaptation yeah so so my so in these scenes we're having this character who's like ah yes my day job being a normal person in a small montana town i went to the store today and i got ice cream (laughs) (laughs) and that's all that i rented a fucking red box well, anyway, <laughs> I went to the damn red box and we haven't had anybody come out here to change anything in over 14 months. <laughs> so my 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 first badass moment is the scene 
in the hotel room in Russia where he first comes across the first set of people who are trying to kill him. And he completely owns them and he does some fantastic Rainbow Six Siege level of killing. We're talking shooting people through doors. Mm -hmm. Like amazing. Just like very i like this guy this gentleman who played uh uh duncan visa he's actually the guy from doctor strange his name is mads mickelson yes he is actually much big i i uh he will never hear this and if he some day does man we will have landed a really cool interview uh i am always upset when i don't recognize people's names yeah and even in my day-to-day life, I am so sorry for those of you who I'm like, I've seen you 14 times in the last month. That's half of the month. And I still don't know who your name, what your name is. I'm so sorry. It's a really different name. Mads. But like Mads Mickelson is just, he's in a lot of cool works. I hope he's a cool guy. Um, do you have any badass moments that you want to share? <laughs> just that, that was a badass moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, in particular, honestly, I thought the Johnny Knoxville intro scene was pretty badass. I was like, yo, wait, Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> and he's just, he's just being a dude. It was oh, pretty wait, great. He's actually an assassin. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Damn, Cindy. Cindy, baby. Damn, Cindy. And then yeah, that was that was actually a pretty badass moment. Uh, and then he had a full tent. He pitched that that tent was pitched while he was dead. Yeah, God. yeah. Yes, there is again um, etchy mm-hmm. moto uh, moto etchy. One of the more badass scenes. I mean, you already you already took when they when we were like when I was like we're like halfway we're like a half hour into the movie with no a- action scenes, and then all of a sudden, he just straight up dropped down and just when he dropped down all the way to the floor yeah when he hit uh b twice yeah on the xbox controller and dropped all the way to to the line down when he hit prone when he went prone Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. just immediately like it was just such smooth yeah work even though there was a lot of cuts for the action camera right i still felt like it was well choreographed um or at least well shot for it you know I think one of my favorite uh, badass moments is near the end where they do have a very John Wick-esque moment when all the bodyguards are like, fuck this. Oh, 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 okay. No, hold on. Hold on. I found a better one Mm -hmm. because this is the reason why these bodyguards are so like, uh, excuse me, sir. No, no, no. That's all right. We don't work for our boss anymore. We actually all quit the moment we saw you in our driveway. Have a great night, sir. The reason why is because of this dope weapon that one of his his past partners slash flings slash man a mystery. Who knows what he did? Well, I don't know who this Jasmine girl is. Okay, but who, who this? She was some sort of armory and gave him a super dope anime as hell weapon and then we and then he set it up and then he was just smoking a cigarette let's just say that it was beautiful i'm not going to spoil it but let's just say that she gave him a weapon that is attached to gloves that allowed him to simultaneously take down 
I think, 15 armed guards that were all walking towards him. Also, quote, armed to the teeth. Armed to the (laughs) teeth. Pointing those arms at him, at his arms. And he was able to take him down simultaneously. Very, very badass moment. Very, like, uh, taking... Like one of those like taking weapons and guns technology mm-hmm. to the next level. I love it when they do that kind of stuff. Very innovative and creative. It was also a very final bite the hand that feeds you moment. Yeah. He very clearly was like, you don't understand who I am, do you? And then just destroyed this sect of soldiers that his former boss sent out for him. He makes them understand. Yeah, he makes them understand that they've bitten the hand that feeds them. That's right. Their uh, hand's getting bitten. And then I think one really badass moment that also kind of leads into a what the fuck moment that we neither of us touched on prior to this uh-huh. was in particular the show and tell scene. <laughs> okay. With the kid, he's like, this is a kukri, and kukris are deadly. They're particularly good for slicing things. And kukri is a type of uh, a, a knife. Knife, yeah. yeah. Huge battle knife, they're, whatever you want to call it. They're really weird. Um, they're kind of curved. Kind of, they're kind of like curved machetes. Y- yeah, that's the best that's way. That's kind to... of the best way to describe yeah. one if you haven't seen one yet. Um, because they do have kind of a heavy top end for clubbing style, like... I said it for clubbing. <laughs> no, but like when you swing it, you know, it's a top end cl- heavy club, but it's for slicing things. And I mean, it, is, it was just a really cool scene and he doesn't kill the kid, but all of the other kids are like, wow, this is the dopest show until I've ever seen, man. I that was a great that and that was actually one of your what the fuck moments combined with a really big big, badass scene I mean for another badass scene that was still also kind of what the fuck was spoiler alert wait spoiler alert how big of a spoiler alert when he gives Vanessa and Hudgens the pistol okay that was I was like yo that was cool that was that was dope that was this is a cool scene I will say that after that, when she, spoiler alert, talks about Santa Claus, I was like, oh, hmm. now it connects back. Yeah. Now I see what the deeper plot is. Yes. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the music. What did you think about the music? The score? The thing is, is that it was such a quiet film for most of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I, you hear me talk about it all the time where lack of sound is just as useful as too much or just extra sound, right? Yeah. Like, um, but it wasn't like eerie. That's the thing. The music and sound that and and scores that they did add in felt pretty natural, but nothing that made me suddenly focus on the music. So overall, that gives it a like six or a seven, right? There's nothing phenomenal about it. But it does its job so well that I knew it was still there. Right. Until we get to the end. And that's when the music the last started half kicking hour in. of the movie, all of a sudden the music was such a big driving loud frontal force. It was very fun. It was, was very excited. fun. Yeah. Also, it drowned out the sex. Wait. <laughs> e- easy. We're going to save that. We're going to save that. Okay, let's get into our... Um, 
Um, our number scores, our number rating. I think our combined number scores. Um, uh, Nikonsi. Nikonsi, what do you <laughs> what do you think, sir? Oh, what's that? You're in Japan and you can't. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, wait. He's a whole day. He's a whole day ahead of us. He's so in the that, future. That and then when he comes back from Japan, he's gonna go into the past. So he'll leave on Tuesday and arrive on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, he's gonna fly back to the past. future. No, that would be going to Japan. This back future. I want to give this movie chocolate. The <laughs> you're gonna leave that in there? I'm gonna hundred percent leave that deep cut SpongeBob reference. You're welcome. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I. Okay, this is an 8 out of 10 for me, dude. It was like a 6 out of 10 the first hour, but I I will, an 8 out of 10 is a movie that I enjoyed and that I will recommend it to uh, somebody else to watch it. Very easily. Right? Very easily, and I will sit and watch it with them. So I'm yeah. going to sh- recommend this one to Patty and yo, you got to watch this. Yeah, definitely. Um I was dead set on this being such a. I I was dead set on a, on having high expectations for this movie, and it ended up meeting it. At the beginning of the movie, I knew what you were going to focus on was the same thing that I had seen in the trailer and knew from what I had read up on the on the webcomic, is that the plot that you are shown at the beginning hour beginning out. Honestly, the beginning hour of the movie mm-hmm. is just, it's not interesting. It's too vanilla. It's too plain. It's literally, so. Here's I've an, had it before. Yeah. You were like, I've had this before. I've I've definitely had this sandwich before. Cook, you've been, you've been bringing me the same food for three days. I can't stand it anymore. I need something different. Or I will have you fired. Right. But that's the thing about interesting storytelling is that it's not the big it's not what you see it's what you taste also it is what you see i'm sorry <laughs> cook did you put a little bit of lemon with my pepper chicken have you been have you been figuring out the, t- the differences in tastes you can now taste the lemon chick the lemon in the pepper chicken you've been you've been you can taste th- the 14 extra cloves of garlic because i've been slowly adding 10 cloves of garlic to your food you've been slowly developing my palate i had no idea cook you you are the best you are such a genius cook you are and you know what i'm going to give you a bonus this christmas Thank you, sir. You, you are so welcome. Now oh. back to my lemon pepper chicken. So, but yeah, really, yes. the plot is so simple. I mean, when people tell me like John Wick is such a deep plot, it's like, no, bro. The first movie, the plot doesn't matter. The yeah. plot is literally like, I'm John Wick. I'm Keanu motherfucking Reeves. Yep. My wife has cancer. Goodbye, wife. I loved you. <laughs> She, oh no, she left me a dog in her wake. I will care for this thing as much as I loved her. Some fucking punk ass Russian kid killed my goddamn dog on the day that my wife died. Yep. And I want revenge. And that's what took my fucking car. That's what it is. That's the first movie. Yeah. The second movie is, oh no, I thought I was out of the game. Now I'm back in the game. And how do I get out of the game? 
Yeah. And then the third movie is you will never get out of the game. How do you get out of the game? And the game is still going on. The game is on. The game never stops. And the third movie has not come out yet. The third movie is going to be amazing. Please come watch us. Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Watch that movie. And... Hey, but we didn't watch John Wick. We watched Polar. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, so why don't we get into some what the fuck moments? Well, let me just say that Polar's plot has, starts off as like like I was telling you. It was just like, yeah, we've seen this before. How do we get going? How do we get going? The plot's not important. Okay, then, wait. Hold on. I know... Like, Can we save the best one for last? I think we both know which one the last one is for be- for best. Or yeah. Which one the best one? Saving the best is for last assist. That's one. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. So my, do you have any other before that first one? what the fuck moment mm-hmm. is this is only first because of how memorable it is and me and you are me and you are bros. Right, and we're both squeamish, squeamish bros. And we were, I, he, he brought out the drill, and I was like, please make it quick. And then he made it into torture, and it was just, and we both kept on, we were like, we can't stop watching. We can't stop. When does it end? And he was just screaming for like 30 seconds or something. (sighs) It was just, seriously, like, just like fucking crucifies the dude to the wall and then begins drilling into his fucking forehead um yeah super intense um one of my what the fuck moments was uh it was definitely throughout the whole movie no (laughs) the unnecessary butt shot of Mads Mikkelsen's ass when he had to get a prostate exam at the beginning of the movie because he's retiring. Like I yeah. thought that that was hilarious. I can see how it was a what the fuck moment. For me, in my brain, cognitively, I was just like, I mean, this is on par. This is kind of, we saw a lot of ass and titties and we even saw Johnny Next, Knoxville pitch a tent. Yeah. Like seeing an old man get a prostate. It was kind of, uh, I was par for the course. This is what's, <laughs> it's just on the menu, bro. That's why I was like, I guess this is the movie. We, I, this is not at all what I thought we were in for. And I guess we're just strapped in for the ride now. Cause I know this gets crazy later. Do you know what else was on the menu? How about Ass some and titties? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about some pumpkin pie after the prostate exam? That was the, that also was, I think the entire prostate exam was okay. a good. What the fuck moment? He's like, Hey, you know, how I just had these fingers. Up your ass, but they let were me glo- use. They're gloved. Let so me sanitary. use it. Look, man, <laughs> I take my dog out on a walk, right? And and I am a I am a courteous dog walker. When he defecates on the grass, mm-hmm. I bring a paper bag and I be picking up that steamy little uh, chunky nugget. Steamy indeed. Yeah. And nuggets, the warmth of it through the paper, through the plastic bag. When I go back inside, I'm still washing my hands. I feel weird about it. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to hand somebody, I'm not going to hand somebody some pie (laughs) with that hand that I just used, uh, that was near ass stuff. So, so I don't know, man. I, (laughs) that was too much for me. Yeah, I know. I saw you, (laughs) I saw you feeling squeamish about it. And in my mind, I'm like, I mean, to be fair, I have a food handler's license and yeah. I know better, but I was just like, yeah. It's a little weird. Was, 
Yeah, okay. You were just inside <laughs> me. You're giving me pumpkin pie. I don't know. Um, he kept it chill. He kept. He, he definitely did. <laughs> I like the line. Do you know why I saved the prostate exam for last? Gives them someone something to look forward to. And God I, damn I, it! I, I thought that that the joke was about the the prostate exam, but the joke actually was about the pumpkin pie. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like <laughs> that's pretty funny. They threw us for a double loop there. We I didn't think we had enough speed, but we went for a whole two loops. All right, so the it, final what the fuck mm, moment. Do you want it? No, I don't. I don't know if it was the final one because I think a nice another what the fuck moment uh-huh. was. Damn, Junkie Jane. Damn. <laughs> yeah, what? How she did Vanessa Hudgens dirty? Yeah, I was like this. Like I, I, to be honest. I knew that that's what we were getting to, and I was prepping myself up, but I still was like, like when we got to it, I was like, this is fucked up. Hey, can we talk about how great Vanessa was in this, in this movie? They made, you can't make that woman ugly. (laughs) You can't. Um, yeah, I mean, they made it like for someone who usually is like the pop star, right? She's She's the pop star, heavy on the makeup. She's the popular girl. Like she played a very good insecure scared i i wasn't seeing uh vanessa hudgens i was seeing camille the character that she played um so it was a very like scared introverted timid creature yeah fawn out in the forest who heard a twig snap and she's like (laughs) and then and i mean you know i'm just trying to drink my pond water what's what that noise i mean to be fair she was bambi she was bambi she saw her Mother killed. Yeah. Super intense. Not a big plot twist. Nope. But a pretty big plot twist. But a pretty big plot twist. Guys. We are running on time. Here. We are having a lot of fun just hanging out because I miss you. I miss you too, buddy. We miss you too, Myron. We miss you, Myron. Hope Japan is great and the future is great. But we're going to end on this this (laughs) this crazy motherfucker of a what the fuck moment. Two bros sitting side by side. Elbows touching. Looking at a 55-year-old, fuck a 25-year-old, for nine minutes straight. That was... Well done, Cindy. Well done, Cindy. Well done, Duncan. It was one of those, like... But, like... I think I think the thing is, like, okay, so, so Cindy, this assassination girl... She, she's, she plays the honeypot. Yeah, every she's, single scene she was the honeypot. She was the pot that they stuck you. You stuck your fingers in for the honey, and then they were like, "Oh shit, you're stuck in the honeypot, and you're dead." Yep, honeypot, honey sticky. <laughs> you didn't know that. Yeah. So she honey dicked. And ah, honey pot. Nah, <laughs> it all comes together, guys. In the honey dick. So wait, what honeypot? It's yeah. it's blow time, Mister. Yeah. It's it's blow time. <laughs> it's blow time, Mister. So she is the stereotypical, you know, sex appeal woman who is having sex with the targets, and they really made you feel like, oh man, 
Black Kaiser was, is so good at fucking that she almost forgot the job that she was there for. Like, oh, oh my no. god, she's never been with a man older than her daddy. Mm, and then very, very <laughs> great, very great soft porn script. That was nine minutes of softcore porn, and <laughs> me and Alex kept looking at each other like, "This is still going." And the best part is, we're just you know, as is somewhat tradition in the Hidden Shadows household. We were eating dinner while we were watching a softcore porn movie, and mom's in the kitchen. And she's like, "What are you guys watching?" Like, we swear it's a movie. It's a movie, mom. Not that kind of movie, though. Not that. No, not that. So that was. It's just anime, God. Yeah, thank you, Victor Santos, for for letting us watch all of that weird, awkward sex. Uh, but honestly, Polar is a great movie, guys. Go check it out. Uh, wow, wait till the last five minutes. It's so amazing and so worth it. And I want to see the the next one. If there is, I just want to see more work. Uh, more work will be great. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I hope you guys get on Netflix and watch it. Give us a five-star review and tell us what you guys thought about it. Or just, you know, get on there and give us some feedback, guys. We love listening to it. Did we give it uh, our number rating? I forgot. I gave it an eight, and I think you also. I said it's an eight. Yeah. 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 Unanimous if not, decision. If not, edit here. I said it was an eight. <laughs> uh, so don't forget to check us out on Instagram at HSTSC33. Also on Twitter, Facebook, Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Mr. Khan, his, his Twitch channel. Come and follow me at twitch.tv forward slash cookie ninja carve where I play games. I talk to you about games, pop culture. I listen to future funk. It's a chill time. Yeah. And where people, where he'll ask silly questions like, are scarves really just super loose turbans that started on the head, but But worked their way down to the neck? Are gloves just... Socks for our hands made of different material with little fingers for the fingers. Did toe socks become a thing because people realized that gloves are socks for our hands? Or was it because somebody had a weird fetish of feeling in between the toe feeling? Does Kyrie actually like Sora? Or is Sora just a fucking moron in the Kingdom Hearts? He's definitely every anime guy. We're hidden shadows of the secret chamber. Peace be upon you. Peace be with ye. Yeah.